everyone, this is going to be a very special episode of Noodle Time because it's um it's been almost three months that Dynamo haven't won yet um, a single game and it's been ties and losses so far and the game yesterday against Salt Lake has been a special one uh, only because it's been a very common threat for the past, I would say, past seven years with Matt Jordan, basically, and... And yeah, it's been pretty dreadful for Tony and I. Um, in this episode, Tony won't be joining me, unfortunately. Uh, he's been ha- handling some stuff uh, over the past couple days. But this is going to be a special episode because there's going to be an episode that uh, the Dynamo community, as well as the Foxtrot uh, peeps that follow me uh, and also listen to the episodes, are going to be uh, getting their voices heard and will... We'll get to hear their opinions and also mine. Obviously, um, now that Dynamo has been in a pretty dreadful run, it's been pretty embarrassing to say the least. And uh, that, and also the dash losing in penalties, it's it put me in a really bad mood, especially coming back from work um, in a hundred degree weather, not feeling good about it. So yeah, um, so yeah. Uh, to get us started, I'm just gonna go ahead and talk, and whenever you guys wanna speak or whenever you like just raise um your hand or i'll go ahead and invite you guys to talk and we'll go ahead and get you guys set up so um for me i obviously you guys know me i've been watching this team for almost uh, since 2012 pretty much and i've seen them i've seen the downfall pretty much i've seen how the um, the team has been has become what it is now and it's pretty disappointing to say the least it's been pretty dreadful and and i'm sad about it because like it's um just like i i i pretty much think about the dynamo all the time i think about the dash all the time and the sport the sport as a whole pretty much and i would say i try not to get the the dynamos how the dynamo play every single week into my into my mental state otherwise i'll be insane at this point but i get pretty bummed obviously just just looking back at how we still have matt jordan for the past few years and it's been pretty much the same and this year we're pretty much running for the wooden spoon uh which is an award we haven't won yet so um yeah like this this past few games honestly like it's been pretty dreadful to watch the dynamo and and especially coming off the game at Austin FC, um, like I felt the passion again because it's been a while since I've been sitting next to El Batallon, and I, it felt special. Like even though we lost um, uh, that game with a man down, it's um, like I still feel the passion for the team. And and just looking back at the result yesterday, and looking back at at the stupid losses. Uh, overall it's been pretty it's been pretty disappointing but but yeah it's like you you guys have seen me lately in social media it's um all the roads lead to Matt Jordan and it's a it's a it's been a pretty a common um the most uh, pretty much the common denominator over the past couple of years and just having three different full-time coaches uh under the helm and this this keeps happening, and obviously, with Brenner gone and Tetsigal coming in, I'm expecting 
I'm expecting changes. What I would assume um, in a healthy organization, and if you're trying to actually implement a winning culture here, one would expect that, but we don't know that yet. So that's a part that that's the only part that's worrying me as of right now. We, it, I mean, it's it shouldn't be that worrying considering that either it could be a thing about waiting for Matt Jordan's contract to run out. There could be like a, like a buyout clause maybe um, in the contract. We don't know that. And it could be it could be just a waiting game we're we're waiting on. We could use the waiting to the end of the season for all these changes to come back. But my main point is pretty much that I I, I think that I will be uh, much better for them to get rid of this as soon as possible so they can get started essentially to bring in the the G the next GM or if if necessary the next head coach and and yeah um, if y'all. If you want to go ahead and talk, I'm going to go ahead and start inviting uh, peeps to come by. If you want to talk, if that's okay. And and yeah. And pretty much what I was saying is that uh, as soon as these guys get started, as soon as, as they want to uh, come by and, and, and pretty much just start setting up the foundation towards uh, establishing a, a much better team. Obviously, cleaning house is not that easy in MLS. Since we have to, uh, I want to say cleaning house only in the side of players. Uh, since we've sat, we've seen that uh, over the past couple seasons, since getting rid of all the players is not that e as easy as getting rid of like the general manager and the head coach and the head coach and at the same uh, cycle. So it'll be it's gonna be uh, interesting to see what's gonna happen over the next um, couple weeks, maybe couple months. Um, as of right now, it looks like. They're gonna have to stay uh, until the end of the season, but we'll we're gonna go ahead and and see how that goes. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get started with uh, David. He's he's our our main one of the main meme merchants uh, in the in the industry. So yeah, uh, alrighty. How's it going, David? Um, obviously not well as oh I've yeah, seen. Uh, but yeah. I had I had therapy today, so that did help. Um, I actually did talk to my therapist about how the Dynamo objectively suck. And it does mean that once or twice a week, my nights are ruined. Even if I find myself not watching the game, I'm constantly checking the score and seeing fought mob notifications that we concede to God knows who. And it's just, it's just a constant string of disappointment. Um, yep. One thing you talked about is kind of like, roster creation and MLS and like building from the ground up and like, you know, kind of just getting the just cleaning house, like as best as we put it, like there are very few players on this team who I think would be legitimate pieces on, let's not say contenders, let's shoot for playoff team at this point. Um, Cause we've seen that what once in the last seven or eight years, like let's, let's just go for being, you know what top eight top nine now because the league keeps expanding um you know you've got tyler pasher who's who's good on the ball fafa maybe like those guys are very similar i think one of them on the field at each time can kind of coexist because they do kind of slow down play and take on their mans i don't think both of them on the wings um is as effective as we could be i think we need someone who does play more direct but that's kind of the minutia of it um something I really need to see from the Dynamo is, well, two things. It's basically just building up through the draft. If you're going to suck, 
at least hit on some of the draft picks. Like, (laughs) almost every team in Major League Soccer has at least had one of their recent draft picks play substantial enough minutes to make it worth it. But if you think of the guys we've drafted recently in the first round, I mean, Michael Nelson's the only one on the roster still, I believe. And then you've got, like, what, Rob Lovejoy, Zach Steinbrenner, or Zach Steinberger, whatever his name is. I don't even remember. He played (laughs) for the Jacksonville Armada. He can't be that relevant. I'd say um, a June quote will be like our most recent success, uh, quote unquote. Yeah. But but yeah, other than that, like it's been pretty much miss and miss. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and the thing about Sam Junkwa is the fact that Tejon Buchanan was drafted with the pick right after him. Like <laughs> he's good. Like Junkwa's usable. It's a good contract because he's solid depth. He can you know he's played in the midfield for us. He's played at left back for us. But. You've got a guy who's garnering major interest. He just won, you know, young player of the tournament for the Gold Cup. This guy's been like the second or third most important guy on a team that could win the Eastern Conference. And we're sitting here like, oh, cool, a backup left back. Like, (laughs) even though Tejon Buchanan was also the obvious choice in that slot. He just came out of Syracuse. He had a phenomenal year with Syracuse. ACC is the best conference in collegiate soccer. It just makes no sense. If you're going to suck, at least hit on those picks. Like, at least use what MLS gives you for being bad. And secondly, it's picked up recently, but we need more homegrowns. We need more homegrown players coming through. We need more homegrown contracts. Because, like, Generation Adidas and homegrown contracts are really how you build a solid all-around roster. Instead of just, um, you know, very top heavy where you've got, you know, Aruti making 600,000 a year and, you know, a bunch of starting 11 players making pennies relative to that. You build a team that's young, hungry, ready to win, ready to fight for a spot. You get that fire kind of under guys' butts that they actually need to play for a place instead of. Like, as much as I love Zark Valentin, he's really had no competition all year. Except for Griffin Dorsey, who just plays, like, depth option at right back. And Bizama's God knows where um, until he gets loaned out. Like, I don't even think he was in the picture from the beginning. Um, and it's just, it, it's kind of pathetic. You've got no, no squad, like, competitiveness. Uh, marriage has been horrible. I was looking at um, American Soccer Analysis has this wonderful thing. It's like goals added. Um, and he was literally negative. Like, it, that, that shouldn't be your starting goalkeeper at this point. You're using an international roster spot on him as well. I don't even know where like where that transfer came from because it seems like we don't have consistent scouting in Scotland. It seems very random in general. Same with the Strunia um, signing. Like, stick to what we know. We yeah. know Central America. <laughs> we scout Central America. Where are these transfers coming from? Like, yeah. that's the thing we need to do is just use, like, the the cheap players that we can find at least. Like, you know, the Elise, the Minotas. Like, those guys weren't breaking the bank to build a good team like instead of just having one or two of these guys playing and being like okay there are star boys make them carry us like it, 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 i'm hoping that when ted seagal like you know gets a full like pretty much a full transfer window that 
instead of just spending on one flashy designated player, you know, who might be past his prime coming from Europe to bring, you know, players or people in the seats, we build around a full team. Like we build a full squad. We just brought in, you know, we have, we basically have our two center backs. We've got Vera, who's a good midfielder. And we've got two wingers that one can probably play off the bench and a whole bunch of guys who would be at best depth options in major league soccer. We need guys that, you know, at least will fight for a spot. And there are plenty of places where we can pick them up without breaking the bank. And I think that, you know, instead of just splashing the cash on some big star, we need to stick to what we know and build an entire squad. We really do need to kind of just tear down and rebuild the entire way, whether it be, you know, through the draft, through homegrown contracts, through, um, you know, Central and South America, a mix of the a mix of all three, preferably a mix of all three, because that's how you win in this league. But, you know, you've seen teams like Philadelphia win the supporter shield with a lot of their most important players coming through the academy. And you've seen teams like, um, like San Jose has started doing that recently. And now you've got like a legitimate forward who's 18 and can be on be with that team for a while. Obviously the red bulls have been using their academy for years and gotten a lot of success through it. Um, and the academy itself is something that pays pays for itself if you get it up and running right. Where you bring these guys in, you're not going to be able to hold on to them for long if they're good enough. They're going to get sold to Europe, whether it be you know mid-tier leagues, top five leagues, whatever. A lot of European teams are now looking to America for young talent. And so you, know, you get one of those transfers. You get one of the like Gianluca Busio transfers, stuff like that. That pays for your academy for years to come. And it pays for your academy coaching and it makes it a legitimate staple in the Houston area showing that this is a pathway to professional soccer in it, you know, the fourth largest city in the country with, you know, any national team besides the United States of America pretty much sells out whatever stadium they're in. And it's, you know, a sea of 70,000 Honduran fans, Salvadoran fans, Mexican fans, whatever. There are plenty of people that play soccer. There's no reason our homegrown our like our academy should be as bad as it is it's gotten better recently but there really needs to be work on it and that's what i hope we invest in the most of anything because that's what can reap the most rewards in the long term oh, yeah, absolutely um one of the main points uh, we have to take into consideration is the fact that would i have to spend that much to get back on the top and philadelphia it's a perfect example because you look at the payroll and they're literally right below us in in the payroll and they just won Supporters Shield last year. And, yeah. and they, they got it going for themselves because you, you just mentioned too um, that their academy is extremely, extremely good. Um, they're not producing like a player every every year now uh, or two. Yeah. And they're sending them to Europe like straight away. And, and, and yeah, that and also going back to the point of the draft, um, we, we skipped on Bobisi, we skipped on Jackson Jueli, and we're not, like, that's going for them. So, um, so yeah, it's been. Um, like you just go, yeah. You, you brought you brought some great points essentially, and 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 yeah, like they just know they they just need to know how like to not suck, but they keep sucking. <laughs> yeah. It, so so yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty upsetting, honestly. I mean, the fact that you know Philadelphia kind of has such a dominant academy, they're not really 
feeding on a soccer hotbed. They play in Chester, like Chester, uh, Pennsylvania. And I think their homegrown map is basically like Pennsylvania and then maybe a little bit of like southern New Jersey. And that's it. Like those aren't traditional soccer. Like there's not that much going on there. Like obviously you got Pulisic who played in Hershey, but like he's kind of, you know, he didn't even come through their academy. He's kind of the golden boy from that area. Yeah. And they're still producing. So what are we doing wrong? Because it seems like pretty much everything at this point. All we've had is like, you know, Memo, Tyler Derrick, and then the new guys who haven't really even played minutes. You know, Palomino played a little bit in like MLS's back tournament and stuff like that, you know, off the bench. And then now, you know, we got kind of a lone army and some guys playing for the under 23 team. And obviously it is something that you don't get instant success. Like you don't get instant gratification, but there's work to be done. Holisher's started to do a good job, I'd say, but there's a lot more work to be done. I think what you really need is to create a residential academy, um, if possible, and move on from there where you, you know, you'll be funding these guys. So that way it, you, it takes 30 minutes to get from anywhere in Houston to get to Houston. And so if you create a spot where these guys can at least stay, you know, on the weekends and train or full time and train, you can bring in people from three, like three hours away. That's the thing is people are going to play for their local teams instead of playing for the Academy when, First of all, we suck as a team. It's not something you really want to associate with at this point. And secondly, if it's closer, it saves time, it saves money, it saves, you know, the family, everything. There's really no drive for the people in the Houston area to play for the Dynamo Academy except for, you know, the occasional guy who makes it out and makes it makes it big. And really what you need, like there, there are very few ways to mitigate that unless you hit on a golden boy, which it doesn't really seem like we're going to do anytime soon. So if you're going to do that in any other ways, either make multiple academies around the city of Houston to where it's a lot more accessible or residential academy. That's what I see. Like those are the ways that, um, you know, that that's, that's how the Red Bull do so well. They have academies around like academy teams around different places in New Jersey that they feed into their main academy team. And, you know, same thing with NYCFC. They got teams out on Long Island. They got teams, you know, up in Yonkers and stuff like that. And obviously they've, you know, Reyna went through their academy. Obviously, you know, that's because his dad works for the team. But you've got guys like James Sands playing consistent minutes. You've got guys going abroad. And if you're going to look at a team that, you know, started in 2015 and you're like, they have a definitively better Academy than us, even though they play in the South Bronx and you really can't have that great soccer facilities in New York city at this time for a large Academy team. How do they still do it? And it's by creating ways to where people can join all around. And that's what we need to do. Like there, there are plenty of templates in, in, in major league soccer that you need to follow. And we followed none of them. And pick one, pick all three. I don't care. Just do something that has a legitimate plan instead of what we've been doing for the last eight years, which is just kind of firing a shotgun into the darkness of Central American wonder kids and hoping that they hit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, David, thank you so much. Um, 
yeah, like you hit a ton of great points, uh, especially um, with Tetsigal coming in and potential investment opportunities that he can do, uh, especially when it comes to the residential academy, which is uh, making great strides for programs like Philadelphia, like you mentioned, and one of the outstanding examples. And and yeah, uh, <laughs> um, that and it's going to come down to uh, mainly investment and obviously with a new general manager that doesn't um, uh, bring in miss and miss signings for the most part. And and yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, Herman Benitez um, and let's go ahead and bring him on right now. All right. Uh, Herman, uh, how's it going, my man? Hello. Yeah, Herman. Oh, hey, good evening, y'all. I just want to start off by saying that this is pretty cool. We're Dynamo fans. We can gather and talk about the team. And um, obviously not, not, not the best moments right now, but um, I'll keep it short. I agree with, with the previous individual I, I i missed his name i'm sorry but oh, david yeah <laughs> yeah no i i i wholeheartedly agree we we have to accept the fact that we don't we're not the most um uh financially supported team in mls so we have to find ways to build the team um somewhere else and and i agree it has to be the academy and that to me, my understanding was the reason we hired Tab Ramos, you know, uh, that he had this work with U.S. youth in the national teams. I, I thought that was part of the appeal, right, that he was going to help restructure our academy and hopefully make it produce in the long run. But just to build on how in ways to improve the academy, I think he hit it dead on. Houston's a big, big, big city. Yeah, you should you should definitely have <clears throat> hubs or schools, definitely all the suburbs in, in town and then also make it accessible for the inner city uh, youth. You know, there's so much talent it's just not being scouted. And the other thing is um, use your USL team, uh, the, the Toros. I know we kind of not not involved with them anymore but you can also scout talent down there in the valley as well that can feed into your into your youth system um i i um man it's tough times right now i actually oh for sure yeah <laughs> I, I i watched the game last night i try to be optimistic you know um i'm i'm salvadorian american uh i love darwin but yesterday he had a terrible game and probably yep. <laughs> we'll see him, you know um but yeah, something needs to change. I I'm in the boat to where hey, you know I I know Tap hasn't done anything to justify him staying, but I I, I am a believer in patience. So I, I'm on the boat where I'm, uh, Jordan out, but keep Tab, but also keep Tab on a, on a leash because he hasn't been able to produce. You can't just say bad luck for eleven weeks straight. You know, <laughs> pretty much yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah um i didn't watch the game live yesterday because i was at work and i did watch the replay but i i managed to catch the last 20 minutes and essentially like i, I wanted to take a shower real quick and watch like the last 10 minutes and my brother was like hey why, why aren't you catching the, the rest of the game while you while you're here and i was like oh i know how the score is gonna be but uh but i'll be here to watch the ending so uh 
it, it was going to be two one, and it ended up being two one. And and yeah, like it's one of those things that um, um, if you've been like a Dynamo fan for like the past uh, seven to eight years, like you know what's going to happen at, at this at this stage uh, with the with the players that we got with the um, mentality that we have through the coaches and like all the way to the general manager. Like if you've been following this team, like you know what you know what you're getting into. And and yeah, um, that, like Darwin uh, as for Darwin Seren, um, like last year. Like last year, it was like it's probably like his best season with us, and it right. was just disappointing to like see him play like that last night. To be honest with you, and and yeah, like it was just like a bad game for him. Hopefully, but oh well, that's that's one of he has to like learn learn out of. And but, <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree. No, we have to we have to find ways to to field a more competitive team, and I think for us, take advantage of where you're at. You know, Houston is so big. There's so much talent everywhere in this city. Go find those kids and 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 make your your youth system better. You know, like look at least you know I hate FC Dallas, but at least they're selling their players. You know, and making yeah, money. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like we we both have empty stadiums, but at least they're making money through the youth academy. So I don't know. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna support the Dynamo. You know, I'm I'm from Houston. I I I grew up watching you know the first two the championships going to robertson you know i love i forever love the dynamo but it, it's tough man like it, 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 it's really i want to go to the game tomorrow just to hold up a fire matt jordan sign you know <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah absolutely want to go <laughs> oh yeah that and i believe in the supporter section they're going to be handing out a paperbacks uh so if you want to pick one up uh, for sure go ahead and do that and awesome. I also I also think they're gonna do uh, some uh, Matt Jordan out chance as well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And obviously, I uh, may not you know may not be like the, the best time to uh, go to games and help pretty much support Matt Jordan and the team as, as of right now. But still, you're you're going out at supporting the our team, which is still good. So um, so yeah, like <laughs> I'll be have fun as well. It's good and, to see yeah. Dynamo fans <laughs> united. It's good to see us have passion, you know, for our team. And I'll leave I'll leave the floor open for any more fans. And thank you for the opportunity. Stay safe right. and go Dynamo. Oh, yeah, thank you, Herman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, if you guys wanna uh, hop on, um, uh, just uh, just go ahead and and raise your hand, and I'll go ahead and get you in. But yeah, Herman has brought some like an important point being the fact that um, um, our affiliation essentially to um, to USL championship and obviously with the Taurus gone not being like a hybrid affiliate as it has been for like the past few years um we should be getting the the you are are you under 23 team playing like at USL league two or one um it's still not confirmed yet but um it is expected to be in place by next year uh or the year after um it's been in the works still but is one of those things that uh, Paul Hollacher has been working on uh, to pretty much um, produce that that's that solid pipeline to give those player the our youth players more minutes and uh, pretty much that that foundation has has been working on uh, to hopefully work at some point and and yeah like it's been uh, rough with the talent uh, talent for Dynamo since Matt Jordan came in and. Just, just look going, just going through the players that have been going through the academy, and and as 
like right before Palomino, I'd say players like Christian Lucatero, like a player that has been like very hopeful with it, with the team. Um, pretty much just out of the picture completely at this point. And that's, that's the part that I've been pretty much upset about. So hopefully it's getting worked on over the next couple. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while, though, I'd say, uh, preferably, since um, the talent doesn't grow on trees. But it takes time, essentially. So, but yeah, if you guys are, are just joining in, um, welcome in. If you guys want to talk and just let your minds be heard about Matt Jordan, it could be also Tab Ramos academy or like anything related to dynamo just go ahead and request that uh, or like just raise your hands if possible and yeah we'll go ahead and get you in Alrighty, so i'm gonna go ahead and bring in max right now uh he's gonna be raising his hand all right Alrighty, max how's it going or are david all right oh okay. sorry uh who, who's going up max or me uh, I can be. I uh, you can go, David. I'll go ahead and, and get Max on on queue for now. Uh, but yeah, he can request later. Alrighty, how's it going, David? <laughs> it's it's going good. So, um, I'll keep mine short and sweet. So, uh, I probably come from a little bit of a different perspective because I actually worked for the team for a year or two uh, in their front office sales um, back in 2016. But I can definitely say um, that it 100. It's time for Matt Jordan to go. Um, from many different things, from the academy, from just seven years of just absolute failure, and and him always preaching these core values, and one of them is, uh, you know, getting a deep, you know, uh, getting the DP when the time is right, or finding the right one that fits the moment, and I don't think he's ever gotten one of those, um. And some of his signings, let's say Albert Elise or Ramel Kyoto, weren't even really his signings. They were Wilmer Cabrera that chose those. So besides Albert Elise, Ramel Kyoto, Marmanotas, I don't think he's had anything that he's signed that you can point to as a success um, within these seven years. Um, and so I honestly think it is time for him to go. I would say we should keep tab uh if the plan for tab was to build up the academy and to build up the youth system you're not going to get that in a year uh or a year and a half so i would definitely like the previous person said um keep him on a tight leash but i definitely wouldn't let him go um just quite yet but we definitely need a new uh gm a hundred percent um but yeah that those are my thoughts uh it's definitely time for him to go Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm in pretty much in the same position. Uh, obviously, um, it's been proven. Um, it's on paper as well. Uh, that my Jordan is the common denominator when it comes to all these managers that have been through the team for the past uh, seven to eight years. And and he, he has to go eventually. And he has to be the first person to go. Um, I still, I'm, in, I'm on the fence still with, with Tab. Um, obviously, it's not been his best performance as a coach for the past 13 games um but obviously we have the issues with uh, injuries and also the fact that he um he's mostly he's i would say like his area of focus will be like a youth development and that's one of the areas that you're working on which also takes time so it's it's tough to say at this point but 
Um, we just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, uh, Mayora has to be the first one out. But, but David, yeah, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And I'm going to go ahead and bring Max back in since I kind of cut him off. Let's see if I can go ahead and bring him back in. Alrighty, uh, Max, are you there? All right, showing Max coming in right now. Let's see. Here we go. There. Yep. All right. Evening, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to ask because I'm not going to beat the Matt Jordan horse with a stick. Everybody knows <laughs> it's it's time for him to go, right? Yeah. But. But at the same time, uh, who's out there that can really like the thing that concerns me is the fact there's no fans in the stadium at all. And there's no uh, excitement about the club. So we got to do something to inject it in there right now. And it's who is out there. It's got to be. I've always believed that you've got to tap into the Latino community here and, and especially like a Mexican player. They tried with. With Albert Elise, but there's just not a whole lot of really good Salvadorian players either. Um, you know, who's out there that we can bring in? Oh, yeah. Uh, short term, uh, when it comes to trying to fill up the stadium, um, in, in order to, like, essentially bring back the, the fans to the stadium is the fact that obviously you have to bring in a pretty good product there. And it's been... Obviously, with the team being at this position for like almost eight years now, uh, the fans are pretty much convinced that the team is not going to get better anytime soon unless there's some like drastic, drastic changes. Obviously, the first one being Matt Jordan being gone, and after that, then we'll have to bring in like substantial. Mm, I want to say substa substantial investment. Obviously, like uh, designated players are always good, but. Um, like a short term, if you want to bring those players, uh, those fans back in, you have to like bring in some good names. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, Pune is more. I mean, short term, yes, but uh, that's pretty um, unrealistic in Dynamo standards. But I mean, unless it's like all um, bites bites the bullet, but you know, um, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna complain, but it it seems pretty unrealistic though. But I wish. Yeah, and, and, then, <laughs> and then last thing was, uh, you know, just. I, I tend to want to give Tab a pass because, you know, the, the main issue has been the defense for the past few years, especially late in the game. And I think, I mean, obviously the last few games are not good good uh, results. But overall, they seem to be getting better at defense, but they just don't have the attacking uh, sharpness. So hopefully Ted Siegel can uh, put it all together. Or at least get both things going at once. That's it. Oh yeah, uh, defensively the team is getting better. Uh, obviously, the results are saying otherwise, especially since the, the attack is pretty lackluster for the most part. Uh, which also we can factor in that the injuries. But but yeah, um, it's got defense is improving though uh, slowly. I'd say so. But yeah, thank you for chiming in, Max, for sure. Um, and let's go ahead and bring in uh, Robert. Uh, he's been also like trying to coming in. All right, uh, Robert, you there? Robert's coming in right now. All right. Hey there, Andres. How you doing? 
Hey, Robert, all good. Trying to recover from yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat. Um, yes. Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, the t- you know, the elephant in the room, as many people have already said, uh, is the the Todd Ramos, uh, Matt Jordan debacle. Um, and I just want to take my, you know, give my, my take on it a little bit. Um, when I see Matt Jordan try and, and, and play things off, and when he got his extension, actually, last year i was uh, very adam i was very outspoken about that very adamant that this was a no obviously i know we all thought this was a bad move and considering his past but some people were like oh well, it's covid let him stay you know it's okay it's just one more year whatever absolute disaster from him um just complete mismanagement of uh, of our squad and our assets um that he's let go for pennies um and more than that i, I think he should be ashamed of himself and the reason i think he should be ashamed of himself in particular, is that he brought in, or he's, you know, Todd Ramos was brought in and he was set up to fail from day one. That is, if I was someone's manager, I would never bring someone in who's, and, and, and put them in a position of responsibility when I know from day one that they're going to fail. And with the squad that we had to begin the season with, it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. There's not enough investment there. There's not enough squad depth. Any any Dynamo fan could have told you that day one of the season. So I think when it comes, we were talking about you know Matt Jordan's core values. Well, what's one of one of Matt Jordan's core values? Losing, losing and mismanagement are his core values. And I think he's proven that over the seven years he's been here. And I think it's time for him to go. And you know, unfortunately, I actually just had to come back up to college uh, for you know I've been going to the games this summer. Um, if I was at the game, the next game, I would be shouting screaming doing whatever i can to let my voice be heard that he's got to go now and some people are saying i'm seeing some people say you know uh you know it's uh you know it let you know he's got he's about to finish his contract we're obviously not gonna i say we're not obviously not gonna renew him we renewed him last time you know i think he needs to go now and the reason he needs to go now is nothing that we're not going to turn around this season i think it's very obvious but more than that we need to send the front office needs to send a message to the fans to say we are listening to you because we have not had this happen for years now they don't listen to us they don't listen to us and they do the same thing and you know what we show up to the stadium there's ten thousand people there and we say that's okay in a twenty-three thousand stadium you know let your voice be heard at the next match let them know do whatever you can to let them know that this matters to us we do we're not going to let this slide we've seen it for seven years and we're not i'm done with it I'm done with it. You're done with it. And now that we're all listening together and speaking, letting our voices, you know, starting to make make a cause together, we cannot let this go under the table. And, and that's the main thing I wanted to say. But I, I'm curious to hear your take, uh, Andres. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're hitting the nail right on the head when it comes to Matt Jordan. And, and like, at this point, obviously, um, it's been extended to one year, which, like, on paper seemed like a pretty bad move. And obviously for me as well, um, it also could have been like an uh, influence by by Brenner at the time, and also because of the coronavirus pandemic, it could have been like also an effect. But it could it would have been nicer to have a new GM by then, obviously to obviously to try to start over with along with Matt Jordan. But I mean, not Matt Jordan, not not Matt Jordan. Hopefully, uh, but I mean that, <laughs> that's what I meant. Not not Matt Jordan, no. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah. um, but yeah, like to the point that that the main reason I'm trying to to push the the far Matt Jordan thing, it's obviously that um, if like you would want him to like run it, to just go ahead and get his contract right now, but 
by doing that, you're pretty much saying, hey, um, we're not desperate for change. We're just going to go ahead and wait uh, wait and play the long game. But if we fire him now, um, that will essentially mean that the front office is listening, uh, Ted Segal is listening, and they pretty much just want to go ahead and and just turn the page, essentially, just try go ahead and build up from there along with yep. a tab or potentially another head coach or whatever the plan is. So, And then um, one, one, one yep. more thing before I go, uh, Andres. I, I just want yeah. to mention two things that also I think that us as a Dynamo fan community should uh, be aware of and, and not let this slide under the table. Um, the comment that Tim Parker made earlier a couple of weeks ago, I know you mentioned it in, in your podcast, yeah, uh, yeah. Noodle Time. I, I, I just want to make sure that we understand what that means to us as a fan base and what that means as a club. When, you're, when your club captain is not desperate to win and is not in a – after this winless streak and all this ter- the terrible things that have happened this season, doesn't have a fire under his you-know-what, I, I think that should be a sign. As much as I, I really thought Tim Parker would be a good signing, and I think he, hopefully he will be going forward. I think he was also in, in that boat with Top Ramos where he was destined to fail. The, t- the team around him is just too weak. But what I don't like is one thing I really hoped he would bring to Houston was a, a strong mentality and a winning mentality, which I think he has or has the potential to be. But, man, that, that quote just rubbed me the wrong way. Absolutely yep. terrible from him. And I think we cannot let that mentality, even if we're losing, we cannot have that mentality because that will keep us losing. And the last thing is uh, I just want to say, you know, as much as I this these things uh, – this. This frustrates me with Matt Jordan and and the and the front office and all this mismanagement. I think that, uh, as I said earlier, Tab was put in a position to fail, and I think that even though he he needs to take responsibility, obviously awful awful results in the field and what's going on right now is awful, uh, and and he can't just you know he, some of his press conferences I feel like he's been you know quick to mention you know excuses. I think that he still deserves a second chance, and I think we should leave, we should keep him on for one more season. And if he and, and under a new GM and and see if he can start to work some magic because I don't want to discount his his work with the U20s in the US US U20s that is that is real you've seen some great managers come from that whether it be in England um, there there's been some great managers who started off in the in the U20s I think Steve Cooper um, well who else Graham Potter some people like that who have also who started in, in the youth ranks and, and became going on to become great managers. I think Tab could do the same thing, but I think he just needs another chance to at least give him, you know, we should give him that chance. And uh, I think it would be too too quick to try and send him out, even though of what, you know, what's going on this season. So I, I hope the Dynamo stick with him and give him a second chance as opposed to Matt Jordan. Well, absolutely. That's also a very uh, a valid stance to have uh, to to potentially give uh, Tab a second chance with a new GM. Um I was uh, like I said, the, the results uh, kind of speak for themselves, and obviously the, the mentality coming out of uh, Tim Parker when he made that uh, quote, pretty much saying that they don't feel the pressure uh, from the current results, um, it rubs rubs up the wrong way, obviously. And I I also feel like that it that could be influenced by just the organization in general. Um, obviously, when it comes to uh, Matt Jordan, like it's been this way for the past seven years and yeah, no sense of so used to no sense of urgency and pretty much uh, you're, you're just okay with 
uh, skipping playoffs uh, seven, uh, <laughs> for the past seven years, and you only made it once in 2017, and then you're like, oh, we're doing fine, guys. Well, we also yeah. won the Open Cup, so it should be okay. And and yeah, it's not it's not that. And 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 yeah, um, absolutely. All right. Like it's well, been, yeah. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm going to let other people speak, but I just think I need to clear my mind a little bit. I think we all need to clear our mind after what we've been watching on the uh, television and at the stadium. This oh, yeah. Absolutely, Robert. Yeah, I hope, hope to see you there eventually. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. All right. Thank you, Andres. Yeah. Alrighty. I'm now going to bring in uh, Jay Chavez has been requesting to get in. It's been pretty good so far. So thank you, y'all. All right. How's it going, Jay? Oh, sorry. I was, I was muted. Um, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good, man. I, uh, it's, it's hard times right now as, as I think we all feel that way. Um, but the one thing I kind of wanted to talk about, cause I think, um, the last couple of guys have all, all talked about how, um, Todd Ramos is a great choice for us because he has the potential to develop our team. And I agree that he was set up to fail with the poor quality of players that we have signed. Thanks to, our favorite guy, Matt Jordan. But um, I think after being a huge fan of Tab um, for the last couple of, of months, I think I started seeing some trends that I really don't like. And I think, yes, he was set up to fail, but he's also not helping himself out because I think he does a terrible job with the substitutions and his team selection. I know, like, obviously we have to give him time and we have to understand that the players that we have are not that good. But man, like, are you going to tell me that you're going to start Cyrik Valentin every single game when he's doing bad. Why did you bring Ian Hoffman? Aren't you supposed to like give him minutes? Isn't that supposed to be your guy from the U-20s that you want to develop and give him minutes? Like, I think just there's a lot of lineup selections that I question, and the fact that like he doesn't show urgency or make adjustments in-game ends up killing us. Like Yesterday, the team started playing really bad, then they picked it up. And after that, like they kind of just like got stuck because our team lacks creativity and we can't really attack or do anything on the ball. Like, yes, we've improved defensively, but we don't generate anything and we barely score. And it just makes it really hard to want to keep Todd Ramos one more year when you could bring in a new GM and bring in a manager that this new GM is going to like. And together they could build a good competitive roster, even if it's with limited funding. I don't know what you guys think about that. Oh no, yeah, um, that's another valid argument. Um, obviously, I've been a guy that has been trying to defend Tab since day one, and uh, obviously for the past thirteen games, it's been getting extremely tough to defend him, uh, and especially when it comes to his decisions in the game. Uh, substitutions, obviously, coming out of uh, well, coming out of the game with a draw, he starts to sit back, and games like yesterday, <laughs> we lose for one goal, and uh, like. And it's been kind of those those performances that 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 are consistent in the past few games, and it's been it's, it's been getting pretty difficult to defend him. And and obviously you have the arguments that um uh, he's here to like develop the youth, and what what did we, uh, why did we bring in like guys like like Ian Hoffman and the homegrowns? Uh, at some point they have to play, but um it's they've been in a pretty rough, rough position, especially with the injuries and having that luck loss attack, but. But yeah, it's the results on the field are still on him, and there's a, there's there's a lot of argument to make that um, the guys that should be out, Matt Jordan, may potentially tap, um, which I respect, and I'm still on the fence about it. 
but it's been pretty tough to defend top, to be honest with you. And I've also been continuing around. Obviously, each is said and done, but um, it's pretty much um, uh, Magic out first, but uh, like tab out as well. Uh, it's still up, up up for discussion, but it's it can go back and forth, to be honest with you. Yeah, obviously, we definitely have to get rid of Matt Jordan. And then, I mean, obviously, I would be okay if Tab stays another year. But at the same time, given the limited tactics that he has shown, I would also be okay with just bringing someone else and, you know, trying to start a complete new refresh, clean up the roster, and just start from scratch. If Ted Siegel really wants to win, he should do that. Oh, yeah. And going back going back to the point that, that I met when it comes to a Ted Siegel uh, actually investing in a team um if like this is a, i feel like this is a great the great time to send a message essentially and if he if he's not just waiting for the uh, matt's contract to run out um and basically um that essentially means that he may not be listening to the fans essentially and or we don't know yet like how how the dealings uh work in the back end but it's been uh, essentially what we need right now is uh, for the owner to show up at some capacity since it's it's been 13 games um, we haven't won and the team is just like dropping the standings and not not being hopeful and it's been this trend for like the past eight years now and it's been pretty disappointing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think um, I'm about to step out and let someone else speak, but I think. Um, if we could summarize our team right now and our whole organization is just it's complacent. They're not bothered to improve. They're okay with being the way they are as long as they keep, you know, existing and having a franchise in the league that's constantly getting um, improved in value all the time. I think um, we're just very complacent, and I really hope that if Ted Siegel really wants to at least win back some fans, I think he just should start showing some sort of ambition, and I really hope that we get to see that soon oh yeah absolutely and yeah thank you for hopping on thank you guys yeah and and yeah comp- i would say complacency is the right word obviously we we've seen the organization uh regress over the past few years and while all the teams especially when it comes to expansion teams outperforming the dynamo and and just like not having fans in the stands uh, over the course of time, it's been pretty disappointing uh, to see that as well. Um, which I don't blame them honestly, since it's been a a dreadful um, a dreadful run, I'd say, under Matt Jordan, and and just people uh, not having that investment on the team anymore. Uh, since uh, what's what's the point of investing if they don't they're not gonna commit essentially? So it's been pretty disappointing and. And yeah, it's um, it's been a, a pretty good run, y'all. If you guys want to say anything else uh, before we uh, close out this episode, it's gonna be um, just raise your hand, and I'll get you in as soon as possible. So, yeah, my my closing thoughts. I'd say we did cover a lot of points uh, in in this talk, but um, I, I, with all the main points being surrounding Matt Jordan, which is like the main figure, uh, we are trying to get out of the organization as of today still. So if if Tesla wants to send a message, like, like we said it a bunch of times, if he wants to send a message, now's the right time uh, to to make drastic changes to if he wants to um, 
get rid of Mike Jordan after the season ends. Um, that's still on him. Uh, but I seriously prefer for him to uh, get fired as soon as possible since it's been a it's been a miserable run with him and and just him getting shielded with a, a 2017 Western Conference uh, final run and the Open Cup that we won. Um, it's obviously unacceptable still uh, when you take into consideration all the all the results on the field, the current winless streak, and also only making playoffs um, only once in the last seven years and only 10 road wins out of the hundreds of games that we had already under him and pretty much complacency overall, which has been pretty the, the theme under Matt Jordan. So, yeah, um, oh, we're closing in on the 15-minute mark, so it's been pretty, it's been a while. Um, but, yeah, um, you guys have been great. So, um, yeah, I thank you guys for tuning in uh, for this wonderful talk, and uh, especially considering that it's been pretty um, impromptu out of nowhere um, on a short notice. So um, I'm definitely hoping to do this again at some point. Um, hopefully with Tony in so we can like get more uh, so we can engage more with the talk but uh, y'all have been great and obviously um, I appreciate your dedication to the team and the sport as well so um, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and hope you guys are staying safe 